0: Career competition is fierce. If you're a director, a VP, or an executive, this podcast is for you. This is the Executive Career Upgrades Podcast, and this is your host, Tim Madden.
1: All right. All right. What were you saying?
0: I was gonna say, boy, if that intro does not hype you up, I don't know what will.
1: Yeah. Well, to start off, guys, we are waiting on the beautiful Christina Madden to change our intro to include her. And until that happens, you'll you you just get to hear that awesome one. But hey, welcome, welcome today to the Executive Career Upgrades podcast. Hey, if you don't know us, we are Tim and Christina Madden. Hey, we help those targeting six figures and multiple six figures find jobs they love quickly. But um, I want to talk to you about something else about that. But First, hey, we go live each week inside the Executive Career Network. If you're watching in the ECN right now on Facebook, let me know in the comments. There's 9,000 directors, VPs, and executives uh, in that network. So, hey, if you're looking for your next position and you're not networking and communicating with people at your level or above, definitely join that community. I do our friends over on LinkedIn and on YouTube. And then, hey, after we're done, we upload this to everywhere on the internet, like iTunes, Spotify, etc. So now I'm going to do what I do, Christina, every single week. And I'm going to beg and plead to leave me a review over on iTunes. Hey, if you do, we are almost a top 100 podcast. How can we be, Christina, help me out here. How can we be a top 100, a top 50 podcast in Mexico? A top 100 in Europe, but in our own country we can't even get a top 100. So hey, if you follow us, if you love, you know, checking in with us each week, if I've sent you guides and resources and interview cheat sheets and etc., and you watch my my live trainings, that is the price you have to pay to continue watching. So I appreciate that. Hey, do me a favor too, uh, send this to a friend. It could help them out. So before we get started, Christina, we always do kind of updates. Want to give you some updates? So recently. A while back, we released a new program called the First 100 Day Program. And wow, Christina, I I haven't been talking about this. Okay. So, for the longest time, we've just helped people get to the role and then said, Good luck, Christina. See you later. Wish you the best at your new role. Okay. Ever since we launched this program, here's what we're seeing at even some of the largest organizations they're coming in, there's no blueprint there's no roadmap. Just talk to someone today. The company wants to let people go when standards aren't in, aren't enforced, when they haven't been counseled, they haven't been mentored. So that's exactly Christine. I'm so excited we launched that program because starting your new job successfully and actually having a plan of, you know, just from start to finish for your first hundred days is so important. Um, any, any comments on that? I know I just kind of called you out on the spot.
0: Yeah, you know, just like we tell our clients about anything, going into an interview or doing anything in life, fitness, you go into it without a battle plan, what happens? Uh, Your confidence suffers, your results suffer, and, you know, we love sending you off with job offers and running off into the sunset, but we also want you to have the same amount of confidence that you're learning in our program and learning through the job search, you know, journey. So it's about confidence. So if you've gone from the VP to executive level or director into VP, like, it's likely that you might feel a little lack of confidence, a lot of fear, and who doesn't want a battle plan? So that's what it is.
1: Yeah. Hey, and recently too, I don't think I told the community, but I am running a half marathon on January 7th, along with two other members of ECU. So hey, if you follow me on Facebook, lots of cool uh, videos for you each day. So we'll definitely keep you updated. But hey, how do you think I'm going into this? I have a running coach. I have a plan. I know what shoes I'm wearing, Christina. I know what GPS watch I'm gonna wear. I know what my pace. I know the workouts I'm gonna do. What's that?
0: What shoes are you gonna wear on marathon day?
1: The Nike Vaporflys next percent, absolutely. So either way, what we're saying, right? You have to have a plan at anything in life. And I know we typically talk about getting the job, but it's actually more important when you get that job to retain that job, because who doesn't? Let me know in the comments, okay? If you're, if you're tuning in live now, who doesn't want a pay increase or a new position or get promoted quicker whenever they start their new role? Let me know. And I see silence, of course, right? Everyone does, right? But how are you going to do that without a plan? So I'm super excited um, that we launched that program. Hey, if you, if you want more information on that program, you can email me at tim at execupgrades.com. And as always, I'm going to pop it in the chat below. If you need help in your career, okay, if you need help in your career, you've been struggling for a while, you know you're meant for something more, you you know that you've been a director for X amount of years and it's time for you to take that next leap, but you're not sure how, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Last important update before we're going, because I've got about 50 emails of it, okay, is we are holding our first ever consultancy free training. If you're watching this right now, you probably have 10, 15, 20, 30 years in the marketplace as a V as a marketing professional, finance professional, and maybe you know you like where you're at right now, okay, got a pretty good job, or maybe you've always thought about consulting. We are going to show you on November 8th, okay, November 8th, how Christina and I have built three very successful businesses doing just that. Okay, so super, I know most of you are on our email list, so we will definitely get that updated out soon, but without further ado, episode 58, we get asked this question all the time, Christina, all the time, right? Why did we switch? So for those of you who don't know, I was a seasoned headhunter um, at one of the largest companies in the world that provides headhunting services, okay? Okay. And um, then we went to transition into, you know, more of the executive coaching. Well, I worked at one of the largest companies in the world doing, doing executive placements. Then I said, hey, could I do this better? Could I help more people? Could I have a better strategy? Yes. So me and Christina embarked to, to build our own organization, which we were extremely um, successful at doing. But Christina, why did we switch? which is now executive career upgrades, right? And I'll give my opinion, but I wanna give your opinion. Why did we make that switch of collecting these? Cause let's be honest, we, we made a lot more money solving those big challenges for the companies, right? So this was not a, a financial decision to, um, you know, to transition to what we do now, go ahead. Yeah,
0: so the topic, why we took the leap from executive recruiting or just the land of recruiting to executive career coaching. But before we get into that, please, Tim, tell us the story of what it was like to say, buy corporate job, buy comfy corporate recruiting job. I'm going to move across Ooh. the country and I'm going to start my own. Tell me what that was like, Tim. Because this is going to be for you consultants out there. Some, some, some of you guys yeah. are like, some of you guys are like, hey, you know what? Actually, I'm in the middle of a job search, and, and I don't even want to do it anymore. I want to be a full-blown consultant, and some of that's going to be working through the fear of not staying in that cushy job. Yes. Can you consult on the side? On the side? Sure. Most of who I'm talking to has a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit with them, right? So what was that like? Okay, because this is a great overcoming fear story. This is a great just taking action, uh, making powerful choices story. So tell us that.
1: I love this So you're going to hear the story again if you come on the live training on November 8th, right? But when I finally said, okay, that I'm going all in, right, that I'm going to burn the bridges down. And fortunately, I'm probably blessed than most people, Christina. Correct me if I'm wrong. I was a military soldier for just a a long time, right? So I'm used to just doing hard things. I'm used to betting on myself. And I'm used to making S-H-I-T happen when my back's against the wall. So if that's you, you are primed to attend this training. What I did is, is first, let me talk about how how much money I had. Okay. I had $3,000 in my bank account when I first said, I'm leaving corporate America and I'm going to go build my own empire. I had $3,000 in my bank account. I had $10,000. This 2014, 2014, something like that. And this is still. Before- now, just mind you, I did some consulting on the side prior to that, but this is like, hey, no safety net, no nothing. So if you are sitting here hoping that all of the stars are gonna line and you're gonna build some six figure, seven, eight figure business, you are wildly mistaken in entrepreneurship or even a a side hustle, a consultancy gig, doing stuff on the side. Hey, let me just be honest with you, Save yourself the trouble. This is not for you. Because let me tell you the conversation I had with my mother. With my brother and my best friend, Jay. Okay. I said, Hey guys, I am going all in on growing this business to help organizations find better talent. Okay. And if I go broke, <laughs> if my car's repoed, if I'm kicked out of my apartment, can I come live with you? Because that is the level of dedication that I'm going to, you know, do to this business. And if you're not going into, you know, your new business venture with like, I have to make this happen. You won't, you won't. So it was very difficult for me to make that decision. Okay. Cause I had no money. I mean, yeah, I had 3k. Do you know how fast 3k disappears? You pay rent, you pay your car payment. My car payment at the time was $850. Rent was 1500. That's one month. And then credit cards, what you're going to go into debt a little bit, but what would that last me a month or two? Okay. But here's what I know I'm going to bet on myself. So let me know in the comments hey, do you bet on yourself? When you go to that interview, are you betting on yourself that, hey, I know I can beat out all the other ladies and gentlemen that are going to go through this interview loop? When you do something, Right. Do you accept full commitment that this is up to me? It's not up to the economic standards, the recessions, the people. There's already 50 of these companies. Oh, and let me talk to you about that. When I did start this organization, the first place I focused on, there was 50 other companies. A lot of you say there's 50 other companies. You know how I see it? That means there's a need, right? That just, that's proven that the market needs these companies. So, hey, it was a very stressful time in my life, but I was excited too. And I knew that I had the drive and the push to make it happen. Now, I do want to just go into the first month, Christina. Now, I'm not a fan of cold calling people, especially now 2022, right? I rely on email marketing and ads and all of these different lead generation strategies that again, I'm going to teach you on November 8th. But at the back in the day, I would just pick up the phone, and I built a list of, "Hey, these are the hundred companies I'm going to target." I don't know if I've ever told you this story, Christina. <laughs> the third call I made was a deal that we closed, and it was the first deal ever, and it was only for four K. Well, may- maybe that's a lot of money, you know? It was a four K deal. It was just for like some really lower level po- position. Okay. However, 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 the first month in business, you guys ready? $38,000. Three deals for $38,000. By the way, it was August of that year. By the end of the year. Okay. By the end of that year, from August to December, we closed about a quarter million dollars in business inside that many months. And then we went on to do, you know, in the subsequent years, a lot more. But hey, it takes a lot of hustle. It takes a lot of grit. You're going to have to learn new things. You're going to have to be uncomfortable. That's another thing. If you you don't, if you're not going to be uncomfortable, how are you ever going to change? You're not. So if you're this person who always wants to be comfortable and all, again, entrepreneurship is not for you. Okay. And that's why you know, I wanted to start this first company because I thought that I could do it better. And I know there's people watching this podcast right now or listening to it who work at a company that's like, maybe you work at some type of marketing agency, headhunting firm, I don't know, fintech payments and all of that. And if you're going to work every day saying, man, I know I could do this better, but they just don't listen to me. They just don't listen to me. Then go out and start your own thing. And that's what I did. And we were very blessed to do 10 mil, right? Near almost 10 mil within a five-year period. Yeah, And that's how it started. Very scary. Hey, let me tell you one more thing that happens, and then we got to get back to why we switched. But one more thing that happened. We got into some temporary um, placement services as well of of higher-level professionals, right? And then we didn't really know about insurance and workers' comp And all of this stuff, we had it. And um, I know Christina remembers this story. Hey, imagine stuff in business is gonna happen. So another thing you have to be is a big problem solver because we got a massive bill in, which almost put us out of business and I didn't take a paycheck for three months. And you know what's crazy? We got 250K, right? Remember from August to December. But when January rolled in, we got that first tax bill or not tax, it was workers' comp welcome to having your own consultancy
0: and i do remember that and i remember thinking like why is he so calm right now like why is this not a huge deal and you really navigated that so well now so you fast forward a little bit let's see tim and i met in 2016. you just got really lucky to marry somebody amazing at sales right so i was ready to just jump in and learn everything um and for those of you who don't know a lot about me, uh, I just come from a, a sales background. I've been in sales my entire life. Everything from high-end cosmetics to real estate education, uh, a clever investor, you might know that company, Dean Grosso, <laughs> Pony Robbins, some some big, you know, d- coaching firms. And that, that's where my background comes from. So when Tim and I met, it was just a match made in heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... You want me to jump into the topic now? Are we ready? I had to have you tell the story. Yeah,
1: we can talk about the transition now, or where do you think it's best to like go next?
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the pitfalls in recruiting and how that impacts clients, right? So how, how it was impacting our clients and why we switched. And again, now... Tim just painted a picture of what this income might have looked like, right? So again, I just drive home that this is not a financial-based decision. This was like on a soul level, a heart level, like, hey, I want to work with clients directly one-on-one because right now I'm just the middleman between you know, a company and somebody getting the job of their dreams. And there's just a big disconnect and some pitfalls. So if you want to touch on those pitfalls, then we can go into that
1: so if you've ever went through an agency work with a headhunter a recruiter a large recruitment firm you know that you're going to tell them that you need a vp of marketing and typically what's going to happen with most processes is they're going to bring you three to five candidates you're going to select one you know if you're if you're the hiring manager and the other four people are typically not going to get feedback i know it sucks they're not going to get feedback and then i couldn't help them so what what kept kept us up at night was kind of like hey for every one person we help, we can't help four. And that's why we slowly started to to transition into the coaching part. Right. So it's like, imagine, right. For every one person you help, you can't help this many people. And most of the time, if I have any headhunters who, you know, I know a lot of you follow my podcast as well. Our podcast is, you know what I'm talking about. They never select the person that you know is most qualified. (laughs) Right. And, um, yeah. And you are a, you are a, I don't want to use the word slave, but if you're a headhunter that's being paid by the company, if you work at a recruitment firm, who do you work for? Do you work for the, do you work for the candidates? No.
0: And, you know, ethically, you're supposed to consider the candidate largely consider the candidate and the candidate's goals but because recruiters are so busy and okay let's just cut let's just cut through the bs let me paint you a picture of what recruiting looks like okay you have somebody over at xyz company they have a need for probably somebody just like you right they put it put together this job order oh my god we have this problem and that problem they go down to hr hr goes okay Puts together who knows what kind of job description and whatever job order and they go ahead and give a call to not only one recruitment firm usually it's gonna be multiple agencies they might even know some headhunters on the side because guess what they want to get this filled you know as quickly as possible because there is a pain point and they got somebody riding their butt okay so now each one of those recruiters or many multiple recruiters they're off to the races right and what are they thinking about the commission check the credibility that they can even fill roles right so they're out to gather all these candidates okay by the numbers okay so just think about that they're collecting all these candidates the job is now listed on every job board you can possibly imagine now you've got the internal candidates you've got friends family you've got everything so you can see how once we go into each layer here we're talking about this is a major series numbers game so anyone who is relying solely relying on recruiters you can see how you're playing Russian roulette at this point. And if you really think about it, you do not want to have that much of a lack of control of your job search. This is why we talk about all the time, getting through the gatekeepers, getting through the gatekeepers, getting through the gatekeepers. And it's not because they're not awesome, nice people, HR recruiter. They just don't have the power to hire you. And they're playing the game of numbers. It doesn't feel good. Right. And at the, at the level that you want to be at director, VP, executive level, making the money that our clients are typically targeting, especially they'll say 250 minimum. Okay. That, that conversation needs to be had with the decision maker. If you want negotiation um, power, it has to be discussed with, discussed with the decision maker. So we're like, Hey, let's not only quit being recruiters, let's cut out recruiters, be more directly involved with the candidate. Okay. To get them jobs faster, help them build their confidence, be able to navigate these interviews, because guess what? Even if they did get the job and we did make the fat commission, what if they were laid off or hated the job? They, they couldn't pivot back to us necessarily. I mean, we could try to keep playing the numbers game. But how do we set people up for a success, you know, for, for a lifetime of success in their career and in their career growth? Right. So that yeah. is how this company was born, which is a consultancy that helps directors, VPs and executives land dream jobs fast, grow their networks, solve big problems in the job search. And then beyond the job search, like Tim was talking about, okay. Cause now we're thinking, well, crap. Now we stepped out of recruiting and we're helping everybody get these jobs. Now we're like feeling personally responsible for making sure people know how to do the job. So well,
1: yeah, because here's why, I mean, if you're, a, if you've been a director and you've managed X amount of people, as you approach these different levels, you need new skills, but there's not some cookie cutter course out there that says, Hey, you're a director in a finance, and now you're taking on a VP role. Most of the time you're just learning as you go, which is the worst way to really take charge of your career. But two other things, Christina real quick, that I wanted to to come up, we did not have time for the clients we worked with to revise their resume, prep them for the interviews, help negotiate their. we didn't have time for any of that. So it was almost like all we were doing is, yeah, and then send it, right? And the other thing too, You know, we just didn't have time, but I want to talk about Christina, the final straw, the final straw of this. Okay. And then I'm gonna have a seat. The final straw of the recruiting company is when we were um, placing a CFO. I talked to HR. I talked to, you know, people in finance and everything really getting like what they needed, right? All of the requirements, the cfo went through three interviews then the cfo drove 3 hours from northern florida down to sarasota i won't name the company talking to the ceo for like an hour and then do you know what he says he says oh well unfortunately it's very important that this person i bring on has like a strong understanding of It's been a couple of years, right? I think it was like international tax law, like dabbled in it or something like that. And he says, oh, well, I've actually never done that before. And the CEO says, oh, well, that's like one of the most important things. Now, mind you, I was really good at taking job orders. Never was that mentioned. Never was that on any job description. Never was that on anything because I was talking to a bunch of people who really didn't know what they needed. And I didn't get a chance to talk to the CEO because he was so busy. So here we are, CFO. CFO multiple rounds interviews drives three hours, okay, all to be said and after an hour long, oh, by the way, you don't have this experience. all right, see you later. and then what would the CFO do calling me upset, right? so after that, I said, which is why I will continue to tell you until I no longer am alive if you Want to get the job and money you deserve? You better get in front of people that can actually hire you, so you know exactly what they're looking for. So you don't waste six hours of your life driving to a job that obviously you're you're missing a key component of.
0: Driving, shoot, we've seen people fly, and that fly.
1: wasn't we've seen people fly.
0: That wasn't the last straw for me. You want to hear a funny story? Happened actually just a few yeah. months ago. Just a few yeah, months ago. Cause of course now we're working with lots of executives. We've got a lot of amazing clients. We've developed a lot of relationships. I'm like, wait a second guys, full transparency. I'm like, I bet I could fill some orders and make like an additional million in revenue this year. So I opened up a conversation with a CEO, won't name the company. Needs an in-house legal counsel to help take p- uh, companies
1: public. Right. Let's pause there. Pause, pause. He's looking for a high level. Chief legal officer with all of this experience and that has knowledge of taking like a good size company to do an IPO. Okay. Everyone follow me so far. All right, go ahead, Christina.
0: Now this wasn't a cold lead either. This is somebody that I spent a couple of days with developed a good relationship with. He reached out to me. I was not knocking this door down. We prepped this and it also included like you have to move across the country for this Mm -hmm. role. Yeah. Okay.
1: Which no one wants to do.
0: right? And legal counsel, by the way, very hard to find, especially with the kind of like uh, culture that they have for that, for this kind of, for this kind of personality to fit into this kind of culture. Just let's just, let's just say you're never going to find it. It's like a needle in a haystack. I found it. We had it. We had it in our Rolodex. Super pumped for the client because the client's like, this sounds amazing. Super pumped for the company. Awesome. commission. Judging everything aligned, right? I about this. And then I got an email. Oh, sorry, we actually well, are- hold on,
1: hold on. Yeah. First interview, killed it. Everyone loved them. Second interview with the executives, everyone loved them. Then they had the third interview with the CEO. Then I get a random email. I don't get a phone call. I don't get nothing. Okay. Everyone's super excited. I get a two-sentence email that says, hey Tim. We just wanted to give you an update. Unfortunately, we are no longer. We have chose not to fill this position at the time. That's all I got. Like what?
0: And I really do like, think. Did
1: you did you change your mind on taking your company public, which you were so excited about? Right. So it's just very frustrating on that side of the house, being that middle person, right?
0: And this guy is a beast. He's ready to invest in his team. He's ready for all this. And, and just to watch it fall through like that. And it's it just it's just a no win for anybody. And, and then I'm just I'm, I'm haunted for like three days, not only for the for the um, candidate, but just thinking I, I just love people. Right. So I'm like, how on earth? Are they going to get that filled? here I am obsessing about them filling up with it. Anyways, so you guys can see how these pitfalls would lead someone like Tim and I to want to stay in the consulting space. Now, if you think about, um, also like
1: because too, real quick, mainly because inside the executive career upgrade programs and some of the programs we offer, we talk about, Hey, Let's get your branding on point. Let's prep you for interviews. Let's make sure you know everything. Like, let's make sure you know every area. And if that's not you, and you don't know all these, those areas, please go over to execupgrades.com, you know, backslash podcast and book a call with us because you're likely to still deal with all of these things that me and Christina have dealt with throughout our our career. Even if you know this process down, like, you know, tremendously well, which 99% of people don't. Imagine not knowing the process well, and then dealing with chaotic corporate America. Lots of frustration, lots of anxiety. Definitely don't recommend it. Sorry, Christina.
0: Oh, uh, no worries. Now I forget oh, about interview strategy. So it left us with very little room to make sure these candidates were prepped. I know Tim just touched on that a little bit, but these recruiters and HR and these you know, gatekeepers are so disconnected. I know... know we just said all
1: this but well the main thing too just out of integrity it's not that we didn't want to prep them but we have a very specific way our interview tactics and strategies go now imagine i'm a headhunter and i have five candidates i can't show them each my system and show them what questions to ask how to wrap up and all that that'd be really weird right then all five of them would go and be doing the exact same thing so see how it's kind of counterintuitive if you will right which is why I'm so much, you know, glad now that we can spend the majority of our time, you know, delivering products and services to, to those individuals. Yeah. Which is why we're, we're so strong on our, on our mission now. And we'll wrap up with this. I always tell people, like, no one wants you to succeed more than I do. I, no one wants you to succeed more than we do here at Executive Career Upgrades. And, um, we're very blessed to work with a wide array of clients.
0: And that's the difference between a coaching partnership and a partnership that you're trying to create with a recruiter. Your Your coach is personally invested in you being successful. A recruiter can move on to the next candidate. A recruiter has a Rolodex of candidates. So this is why We're in executive coaching and we felt very compelled to share this story because I used to get the question a lot, but now it's like every single day I'm getting the question like, well, wait, why? (laughs) And there's not a lot of executive career coaches out there and that, and, you know, this is what I think, no, it's not what I think. It's what I know sets us apart from other career coaching organizations out there. And I have worked for two of them. What sets us apart is the recruiting background and understanding exactly what happens with that. Right. And second is the mindset part and the commitment to the, to the client and the result.
1: That's it. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Well, hey, we wanted to come on today. I was just making sure, Christina, what, what's finished, right? We wanted to come on today to say, hey, the, the differences between them, why we transition. So now it's actually going to benefit us because now, Christina, when anyone says, hey, why did you do this? We can say, go on over to iTunes or Spotify and check out episode 58 of the Executive Crep Grades podcast. Hey, we have a very special, special little preview into the consultancy we're talking about next week. So stay tuned, a little teaser. And as always, if you need help in your career, go on over to execupgrades.com backslash podcast. Have a great week, everyone.